Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. All right, Tim is bringing out the models so we can take a closer look at the garments. Hi, Tim. Hello, models. Hi, Heidi. You should have seen Tim yesterday. He was wearing a referee outfit. <laughs> hot shorts. I could see his legs. Well, the shorts Whistle. were hot. I wasn't. You were pretty hot. <laughs> so where would you like to begin? Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Patricia. And uh, we're broadcasting from 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. We're on the other side. <laughs> we're also recording this on the day after the Georgia Senate runoff race. And I just, you know, I mean, I'm so excited. But uh, I wrote in my notes to congratulate the Georgians out there who kept up crazy election momentum to organize, volunteer, and to vote. I mean, uh, holy crapness. Uh, so we don't have all the results in, but I'm, I'm just like, congratulations. Y'all kind of kept it up for another election cycle, <laughs> like maybe another one, but um, it's so exciting. And uh, also just to our other non-Georgian listeners, um, so great to have you. <laughs> <laughs> so well. And to all of y'all, just letting you know, we we love hearing from you. Um, please keep sending us all your gossip, your rants to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. That's I N the workroom at Gmail. We're also on Instagram at the workroom podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. And just to remind everyone, especially if this is your first time listening to us, that we have a cheat sheet for a visual reference that will line out all of the final looks in runway order. And um, just quickly to shout out our Patreon patrons. We are having so much fun over there on not Project Runway things like A Stitch in Time and Next Next in Fashion, which I call Next Flix in Fashion. So the latest episode, it's actually Patricia and I who are talking about the plethora of thoughts that we have about this past episode about underwear. Oh my god. So many oh thoughts. <laughs> and listeners, you are missing out. So on missing a lot. out. And I have to say, we're having a really good time with our Patreon patrons too. Um, we got a couple of responses, Patricia, that we will be discussing the next time we talk about next in fashion. So oh. If you're curious about that, listeners, join us on Patreon because these messages and these rants and these wonderful um, questions or answers to some questions that we had are priceless. Thank y'all so much. All right. Thank you so much for 
I'm so excited. Yeah. So excited. So exciting. All right. So let's get into this episode. So again, we're we're continuing our vintage journey into season 12. And um, we are on, I believe, episode eight. Is that correct? Um, yes. And yeah. what's more important is that uh, last episode, the designers did some soul searching and lost Miranda. And um, what's more important is that this week, uh, they get whistled out of bed. So these these poor designers have been put through the ringer, and this episode is no different. So it starts with a whistler. <laughs> so back at the refinery hotel, as usual, but this time Tim Gunn in a referee outfit, looking like an NFL or an NBA referee, um, who's who just happens to be an incredibly erudite, um, well postured man. Um, <laughs> whistles and blows them all out of bed and I have to say that shout out to Nayland who's sort of like the production whistler who who knows sort of where the cameras are placed and can have an idea of perhaps how they set this up it's in this situation though that I think that the designers were actually asleep and that Tim Gunn really did sneak into their apartments uh, in the dark with the cameras and they were you know, rudely awakened, but I would say most politely awakened by a, a very polite um, Tim Gunn. Um, all right. So Tim is wearing the clue for this episode. Uh, no, Alexander, we're not going to Foot Locker. Um, instead, Tim is carrying duffel bags that contain their apparel and further clues for the day. So the designers kind of like roll out of bed and we see them getting uh, sh- um, you know, couriered up somewhere. And they end up at Asphalt Green, which is a nonprofit fitness center that I just learned about from paying closer attention to this episode. I had never known that this existed, but there is this nonprofit sports place. Uh, Patricia, never you look shocked too. <laughs> I did. I didn't know. That sounds great. I know it's amazing. I went on their website and they have missions and stuff. They're closed because of COVID, but uh, really, really great. And I believe that they probably are going to their um, newest location that opened up the year that this was filming in Battery Park City. So that's another reason why we probably have never heard of it because anyone who lives in New York who's ever been to New York. Battery Park City is not the most accessible place to go. It's a, it's kind of like a quiet, newish neighborhood um, uh, at the bottom of Manhattan. And um, so I think that's where they are. So why are they here? So some of the clues are their clothes. They're wearing gray tops. Um, the boys are in crew neck T-shirts. The girls are in tank tops that have HK and B on the front. And... Uh, when they get to Asphalt Green, there are all these flags flying all over the place called with HK and NB as well. And there's an obstacle course set up. And then you have Tim Gunn again um, wearing his little outfit with Heidi Klum also wearing an HK and B. Heidi Klum, HK, NB looks like New Balance. So well, I'm the kind of person who saw that and I was so confused. I was like... HK, are they going to Hong Kong? I thought Hong Kong too. And I was like, oh no, we're watching Project Runway. Oh, Heidi, oh, Heidi, oh, oh, right, okay, duh. (laughs) So, yeah, so Heidi um, 
to I would say Alexander Alexander is just so appalled by all of this it's like oh my god why is Tim Gunn dressed like that oh my god Heidi Klum is an active wear oh my goodness and they're also talking about in the van how little they know about sports <laughs> very few people are happy about this and Alexander hasn't worked out since 1876 because it, it's confirmed he is a vampire Yes, and somehow Jeremy thinks that Jeremy looks athletic. Oh, he like thinks he looks athletic? Oh, later, oh, I'm sorry, I think I'm getting ahead. Later, at one point, Jeremy makes a comment, oh, I thought Alexander looked, uh, Alexander is less a- athletic than I was expecting. I, and okay. It's like, because what were you expecting, Jeremy? I, so look I, look, at, look, I look got, at the hair. I got it mixed <laughs> up with another designer from another season where they did Spoiler alert for whatever season I can't remember. Another kind of, you know, sports theme like this. I think it has something to do with the Olympics. But there's someone who was like, well, you know, I could have been a a designer or an Olympic track athlete. So I chose to be a designer. And it was someone who you never you never would have guessed who just kind of flat out could probably run like a sub nine second hundred millimeter 100 meter dash or something um and i actually did think that alexander since he's a vampire would have some skills that he's learned in the past like three thousand years that he's been alive but but no no so you know we have some very unathletic designers who are wearing very athletic clothes and heidi klum sets out the challenge is that they're going to have a field day so this is heidi's actually going to have a field day because she loves watching people suffer and she loves having to set up her own little gauntlet. She loves how disappointed that they are to be wearing these clothes. And she loves how disappointed they are to realize that like other episodes, they're going to have to do like five things just to start the challenge. So um, we're going to run through this really quickly because (laughs) it's mostly them kind of suffering out in the sun. And I have a feeling that was really hot that day also. Um, But just to describe it, um, they have five identical obstacle courses because they're going to split up into teams of two. And each course has four stations where uh, there's a three-legged race, there's a tire run, there's a wheelbarrow section to the flag grab where they have to dig through a bunch of stuff in a pool, kind of like, um, oh gosh, what's that? Was it uh, one? Of, it's like a Nickelodeon show, essentially. You know, but instead of having like a pool filled with, I don't know, tomato soup and slime, it's just a bunch of scraps that I think that um, people just found from the workroom. Just and, and, and in there somewhere, there's a flag that they have to grab. Blah blah. So the first, the first team to finish gets a prize, which is they get to choose their fabric first, and they get an extra hour of work time. And Tim Gunn is just like, you're gonna have. You're going to need this. So you have to win this because this is a one day challenge again. (laughs) Yeah. So finally, we get to the actual challenge. And Heidi Klum goes, oh, wait, no, listeners, you didn't think that that was a challenge. No, the challenge officially is to create performance wear that is fashionable. And then um, perk up your ears. Heidi wants to bring the runway to the treadmill. Yeah. What the heck? What the yeah. heck? Um, another way to to describe that, I, I I thought, wow, that's so that's a slogan that they really ran through the focus group that apparently the focus group really liked <laughs> in Heidi Heidi's face, like she was just like, this is the first time we're ever going to say this in public, yeah. and I get to say it. 
So yeah. And it could have been an interesting actual runway on the treadmill, but that doesn't happen. Oh my gosh. We have the same usual runway. I know. A treadmill runway would be so great. I mean, why can why can they have judged this outside on a treadmill? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to be doing just the models walking. Yeah. You know, on the treadmill. And that could be a part of well, you know, that that's a good idea. It's not what happens. Um No. It's not so, what happens. No. It's it's gonna be a normal uh, regular runway. So anyway, um, what uh, an addition to the challenge is the grand prize um, of this of the challenge, not the show. But the winning look will be manufactured and available online at select New Balance stores, and of course, will be introduced into the Heidi Klum line um, or collaboration that she's doing with New Balance, of course. So, um, and then what I love is b- before the shenanigans begin, Tim Gunn is like. I just want to be clear. This is not another team challenge and you don't have to incorporate the materials from the obstacle course into your design. All right. So uh, we don't want any drama because this is all representing Heidi Klum's line. So we don't want any drama. But anyway, um, but the thing is like, we still have to feature the velvet button bag because I think the velvet button bag at this point has an agent and they're contractually obligated to use it even though it's really not that necessary but here are the teams Justin and Dom Jeremy and Alexander Helen and Brayden Alexandria and Kate and Karen and Ken um and what I love about this is that like Ken is hateful of being paired up with Karen because his grandma is still in his mind and I don't know if Karen is giving off grandma energy or if he's still thinking about like Brayden's design from last week about you know you know he's kind of thinking about his dear's you know his dear grandma's uh, casket but he's just like I mean Karen just I feel like she my grandmother would would be a better partner at this than than Karen he's I mean Ken's not wrong I, you know, it's a catty thing to say. It but... is. It's so, <laughs> I know. he re- And I feel like Karen hasn't done anything to Ken. She's just there and like, he's like her face. I don't understand. But you know what it is? I think just throughout this whole episode, Karen is such a negative presence. Oh. So I think, and I, I think that it's probably the last thing, come on, Ken's yeah. kind of negative. The last thing Ken needs is more negativity. So I feel like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, no his, he's, he's like negative enough for all of us. So, yeah. 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 All right. Um, so they get started and it kind of looks at the very beginning that Brayden and Helen are going to win. Um, so Brayden, I feel like, is like the inner athlete. Um, someone who probably could have done really well, but they forget to do the wheelbarrow. They have to go back. Um, they end up, I don't remember what place they end up um, finishing in, but Dom and Justin win. And um, Dom is very competitive and is probably one, is one of the few designers who was really into this because she's just like, oh my gosh, like, I love this. This is great. I'm very athletic. And then um, it's so funny. You have a, uh, I think Brayden and Helen who didn't, who are still struggling and they don't know what a flag is because they try to win at the end with some claw scrap that it probably comes from whatever, like what's lighting the women's shorts. Cause they're all, all their shorts were piped with this lime neon green thing. And Heidi screams at them. That's not a flag. The flag has a stick on it. <laughs> so and then the last ones is Jeremy and Alexander. I'm just surprised. Um, they gingerly find the flag and they celebrate, but 
Heidi Klum is like not into it. She's like, you're both losers. Yay for you, but boo for you because you're last, which means you're the worst. So that's the end of our our gauntlet that Heidi just had so much fun um, designing and uh, heckling them through. So, um, so Dom and Justin get to choose their fabric first and they get an extra hour of sewing time. And so we do kind of get clarity on what this means. Cause I thought, does it mean that they get to go into mood first <laughs> and the designers or the other designers are outside on the sidewalk waiting for them to get their fabric. But no, because this is Heidi Klum's line, there are pre, um, fabrics already chosen. Um, it's sort of like, if we remember, there is a season where the designers get to go to Zach Posen's atelier and um, they get to choose from the fabrics that he has. So it's sort of like they're not designing for Zach Posen, but this is one of those situations where the fabric is chosen um, beforehand. And um, also one um, really important factor in this challenge is that Helen has immunity, but she's the last to get immunity. So they're choosing their, their fabrics and um, they also will get to do their sketching times on the field where they just uh, did, went through the gauntlet. Um, one of the things that stood out to me here, since we're um, officially into design time, is we have Karen and Ken who go up. And Karen, we just see her say, I want two yards of the green. And we get this aerial shot of the table. Um, uh, also, um, one of one of one of the other things that they're allowed to do, they're allowed to get ten up to ten yards of fabric, which I thought was a tremendous amount. Everyone is choosing between like two and three yards of things, and um, what Karen chooses to get is two yards of this green, which I think is still chartreuse or lime, or the closest to chartreuse that she can get. Yeah. Yeah. Like a neon. Yeah, it's a neon color. And it's her color. I think we'll see her later in the episode wearing that color again. I feel like all of the clothes she brought to the show to wear is in this chartreuse color family. Mm. Which is a very, very, I think, 2000, like early, like late aughts, um, yes. early 2010 type of color to wear. Yeah. Guilty. I used to wear that color with navy all the time. I yeah. thought it was just the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably did that too. Actually, yeah, actually, like I have um, my Adidas shoes, <laughs> my tennis, my court shoes are that color. But um, sports is, is holding on to those neon colors, which I'm not too happy about, but that's all there is to buy. Anyway, so time to sketch. And anything to say about this time where we're kind of getting into what they're doing? I mean, the one thing that I thought about was when, um, I think it is Karen. Karen, right? Yeah. yeah Karen. Yeah. Karen Betts? Karen Betts? Who talks about, oh, um, I don't have any experience with stretch fabrics, um, but I'm picking these really, like, stretchy fabrics that I don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with, but I want to make really clean architectural shapes and lines. And I'm like stretchy fabrics don't really lend themselves to making like architectural pieces that well. Yeah. So I was sort of like, Oh, okay. Let's see how this is going to go. Yeah. I kind of, 
I thought about that because she was like, yeah, I'm into geometrical lines. And I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense since last week, you know, with the shoe challenge, um, she, she, you know, not only were those shoes chartreuse in color, but they also did have those like kind of sporty um, seatbelt lines. And I think I was like, okay, all right, I, I, I can see that. It seemed like a mismatch between a goal and the material that they have to use. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you that know. comes about if you don't know how to use these things. And, um, and I don't know how to use these things. So I was hoping like, oh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that can be. I just don't know. You yeah. know, so I was sort of. Yeah, it just yeah. made me think, I hope Karen's not <clears throat> setting themselves up to not do well. You know, yeah, um, I, I totally agree. So uh, it's time to go back to the workroom. But first, they get to change their clothes, which we don't get to see because they walk into the workroom with their normal clothes on. Um, each of the mannequins is wearing some type of outfit. And Tim Tim comes in and goes, uh, I'm giving you the lay of the land. So you guys are probably looking at these mannequins going, what are they wearing? The their reference their only references their examples from Heidi's collection you can't cut them up and I have a feeling that they he had to run in there before they're just like oh my god can we use these materials um, and it's just like you don't have to do anything extra we're not making you do um, another we're not putting another hoop out there for y'all to jump through. Um, but they have until 11 p.m. normally, and then, of course, Dom and Justin get into midnight. So they get less sleep <laughs> for winning the gauntlet. So there's here's so Tim is leaving, and there's just some time for some process drama. That's what I call it, because Helen has a question for Tim Gunn, and this is sort of a question that always happens whenever there is some kind of Anyway, it also, okay, I'll just say that Project Runway rules about what's cheating is very, I would be so stressed out by it because, you know, if we all remember that um, season three, um, there was a designer who was blatantly cheating and got kicked off for that. But it was also the first time we ever saw, or I would say the, 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 um, the, the back, or I would say the, uh, the rule book was open to us as viewers where we're just like, Oh my God, there are things that they can and cannot do. So Helen is just making sure that she's not cheating. She's like, listen, um, can I use the leggings on my mannequin as spec to draft a pattern? And Tim Gunn is just like, well, quite frankly, I think that would be very smart. So uh, <laughs> Alexandria asked Helen, like Helen, like, would you ask him? And she goes, I'm not telling. I'm not telling. This is a, competition and uh yeah ken also asks we don't see this on camera but ken also is like hey helen friend uh what did you ask tim gunn what did he say and she's like not saying anything so uh ken uh and you know kind of like i i don't we don't really see a lot of this but helen eventually says what she asked and she's like oh well if you need to know, I just asked him about this thing, if I could use my pants to spec a pattern. And of course, like Ken is put off by her attitude. Alexandria is put off as well because they're both pointing out that um, throughout the season or throughout their time in the workroom that Helen has been going to a lot of the designers and asking them tons of questions. It's sort of like um, 
let's see. Uh, I, I think of Timothy. <laughs> dear, dear mm-hmm. Tim- Timothy, lover of unicorns, went out and asked Tim Gunn a question and came back in. And Jeremy would have been like, Timothy, what did you ask Tim? And Timothy would have been like, mm, Jeremy, even though I stomp on over to your work table all the time to ask you your feedback and just be like, oh, how do I do this stitch? I'm not telling you because now it's a competition. There are only 10 of us left or whatever. So, you know, it was just kind of like, um, like a lot of pressure and tension and this new factor of intensity kind of coming to a head. And Ken um, goes off on Helen and we get another back and forth that's so tense with a lot of vitriol. And yes, Patricia. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think, oh, excuse me. Um. <clears throat> I don't think Ken started out going off. I think it built up to that. But I yes. think, I think, by the way, I found this whole thing so childish. I'm like, Helen, why couldn't you ask that in front of everybody? Yeah. Like, what was the big deal? I mean, I guess, like, okay, Helen had to think about it, thought about it, fine. But it's like, why was this such a big secret? I mean, that's probably what other people, I, I don't know. But I, I, th- I thought this whole thing was so selfish. And I think Ken started out, Calling Helen out on yeah. this, frankly, bullshit. Yeah. And and then it escalated. But I felt like, my God, what is going on here? And I thought I was actually just so mad at Helen, yeah. <laughs> primarily. Yeah. Unhappy with Ken, but yeah. very mad at Helen. Because I felt like like Helen kept making it worse. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know? it's, it, it, there's a lot of insecurity in that move on her part Um, and I will you know just to be clear also like I Helen started it Helen started it Alexandria and Ken were right they're right if you have been sort of schooling someone um, and also I kind of I I think their perspective is 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 totally valid because we don't get all the footage of what happens in the workroom but it is incredibly frustrating when someone all of a sudden decides to um, be so cagey with with something that is not a real strategy. It's not as if her (laughs) keeping away this little comment from Tim is going to give her a leg up. But someone who is incredibly intimidated and also has a lot of insecurity about their own um, skill and technique and a lot of fear around having immunity because she talks about, oh, the last time I had immunity, I skated through and she had that breakdown. We had that crazy blow up between her and Sandro. Um, Yeah. And it was, it's just, a, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of fear, I think, coming from Helen. And it's sort of sad because she has immunity. There's really nothing she should be, she should be worried about. Um, and also shouldn't necessarily be thinking about um, throwing other people off um, in, on this end. But we also get um, some, you know, stuff from, from Ken who calls his mother and his mother and who connects him to his spiritual guide who I think is another lady there are two Mm -hmm. women on the phone with Ken and they're talking to him and they're giving us really wonderful um backstory about Ken who they're like remember when you were 10 what did you ask me to get you for Christmas a sewing machine machine. (laughs) 
<laughs> his mother's just like, you've been sewing since you were 10. You've been designing since you were 10. Like, do not let this thwart you. Like, do not let something, which is true. Like, don't let something this petty and stupid. Because it says more about Helen than it says anything about Helen's orientation to Ken or the rest of the room. Totally. So, yeah, I just thought, oh, what an unfortunate moment here. They end up making up, um, which is fine, but it's sort of like, you know, making, you know, two kids hug on the playground. Um, it's like, you know, it's, it's it's just kind of to get past it, like get on by. Yeah, but you know what I think? I, I just, I think this is still residual of the Sandro effect because, hmm. you know, um, Helen may have immunity for the competition, but wow, she does not have any immunity from weaponizing her gender against Ken. Oh my god. Right? All of a sudden yes. it's like, oh my god, I'm threatened. I'm threatened. I'm going to go to Tim. Yes. And it's like, yes, Ken did say a threatening thing. Ken was absolutely being emotionally irresponsible mm-hmm. in a way that we've seen Ken do before. Ken talks, blah, blah, blah. And yes, Ken did say a threat, but I think Helen is smart enough to read that as pressure. Oh, and yeah. I'm not saying it's okay. Again, emotionally irresponsible. I'm not making an excuse for Ken. But for Helen to go and make this thing like, oh, my God, I feel threatened. To me, this is still residual from the Sandro effect where yeah. there's a discharge that doesn't need to be in the room, even though Helen <laughs> architected it by constantly egging Ken when Ken was already frustrated. Right. 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 So this is very frustrating to watch. And to me, it's just a continuation of the Sandro effect and having that charge be in the room and Helen being childish, Ken calling Helen out, Ken getting upset, being emotionally Mm -hmm. responsible and being stressed. And I'm not saying like, again, I don't want to make excuses for Ken, but it's like, my gosh, Ken is not a hitter <laughs> like i mean no. on screen from what we see on screen like from what we see on screen i don't know ken personally but yes ken is frustrated ken is negative but ken eventually is going to work it out and fyi helen ken was your defender during the sandro exactly. situation exactly so it's which so is, frustrating which is also why you know set a, set aside the whole you, you know i help you but you don't help me this is one of those things where it's like, does our relationship, does our friendship matter at all? Yeah. Or, or whatever you want to call a friendship, but basically like, you know, our, our rapport, how, yeah. how we have dealt with each other, how, how dare you go out and you, but so that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, I think it's interesting. I, I, I never thought about her um, or the, the, about the weaponizing of her gender, but sort of like, yeah, she just by asking Tim this question and keeping trying to keep it a secret we sort of know that she's capable like she's a very competitive person and it doesn't matter she has no loyalty to anyone but also it's not necessarily a matter of loyalty it's like how could you do this to someone who has defended you and has shown themselves to be um uh like a champion of of yours in some in a in a very volatile situation, and so then you're going to pick a fight with with that, with that at their person. worst at a low moment in their own whatever you know. Yeah. And I think it's like Helen, like that. Ken was her defender, you know. It wasn't just like something like Ken really stood up to Sandro. Yeah, yeah. 
so which was not easy to do um yeah and again i don't think ken behaved appropriately but i I don't think it was the thing that helen made made it out to be even sandro no one's fighting about what's really the issue like it it, because you know parlini won't ever uh really does on the sh- on the show like there's there's something else going on um all right so time to talk to tim and heidi so not only <laughs> is tim there for our critique but heidi is there but they come in after tim has like made sure the room is calm um helen and ken have hugged and done their thing where they're like I'll, I'll, okay let's squash this and um tim has like talked to ken about his anger and what's going on and frustration blah blah so now it's okay for Heidi to come in and create her own whirlwind of tension so (laughs) Heidi walks in noticing that her tank top is special it's bedazzled there's a lot of bedazzling going on in her green gray tank top it's different from everyone else's but um just by her presence she immediately unsettles the room and (laughs) it's like Oh no, uh, not only am I throwing you off your game by just being here, I'm also going to look around and say, I'm so glad you all aren't just using black, even though I provide a ton of black fabric. And mm-hmm. Ken, you seem delightfully terrified over there. Have you used all black fabric? Because Ken is doubled over in like <laughs> nervous laughter. I think he's he's like panic laughing. It's not a good laugh. <laughs> No. He's probably crying laughing over there because he has used all black. She's like, oh, I'll come to you later. Anyway. <laughs> He's like, just what I need on my day. Like, oh. <laughs> she gave like, us black and she doesn't want us to use it. So. <laughs> all right. So the first person we go to is Kate, um, who told us, she explains to them that her design is going to be based off of her little brother's motocross thing. Her brother is, is, is much into motocross. And um, that's what she's using um, or basing her her lines off of. And also the top, which she's making very voluminous and kind of tinted. And it seems like it's okay. I think Heidi and Tim are pretty much positive in their reaction to what she's doing and her motivation for the design. Uh, next, we have Helen, who shows a top that looks like it's got a cowl neck on it which again like it's a no-no for nina garcia like don't ever ever put a cowl neck in front of nina garcia and then she has like the bottom so she's you know she's she's specked out her stolen (laughs) stolen pattern pants and she's also doing like ruching on the butt because she's like oh you know because like a lot of women are um insecure about their butt so i'm gonna put it there and then she describes a third piece that she wants to do which will be a a mesh jacket and heidi is just like make that jacket because the rest of it looks so plain it looks like you haven't done anything and i have to say that helen responds so well to heidi klum's negative feedback and i'm just like okay she didn't dissolve into tears that is a win (laughs) that's really good um, so there is there is a shift. There is like some growth, even though it doesn't display itself greatly. Um, but here I was like, great, good. You took the feedback. Move on, Helen. Make that fucking jacket. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Justin, who is just flustered by Heidi Klum. <laughs> I think Justin is the most nervous. He's just like, oh, the supermodel is here in front of my face. Oh, my God. I know. 
And I think the only thing they really talk about is the depth of a V, a V neck. And, um, uh, you know, she, she was like, if you put your V neck where it's just, it's like right below your collarbone, then it's just going to look real stupid. So, um, that's all we really get from Justin. Um, but next, cause we have to spend a lot of our time on Karen, um, Karen gets the, I call it uh-oh music. So if you know the soundtrack of, of Project Runway, it's the one where the strings come in heavy. And it's just <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Anyway, so Karen, it's confirmed, is designing in Chartreuse Green. And um, all she has to show Tim and Heidi is a sports bra. Um, that she has been working on for, she says, several hours. And she only has a sports bra with all these lines in it. Um, and she's bringing in those shapes that she spoke about before when she was sketching this architectural feel where we're able to see what she kind of was talking about. Um, but there's not a lot done. And Heidi starts making her uh-oh faces. And because it's kind of late in the evening, she's like, I have to be direct. Okay, this is like Tim Gunn's version of like, let me be blunt. Anyway, so Heidi gets direct and she goes, it's Martian. It's crazy. Uh, it's really trashy. Um, look at this. Let's look at your sketch. Oh, this is ugly. There are only 2% of women who want to look like this. And <laughs> it's just, it's not good. Um, it's, it's really not good. Essentially, Tim Gunn, leaves her with the advice of re-examining her concept and recalibrating what she's able to execute in this amount of time. Because by the time they get to her, it's seven o'clock, which means she only has four hours before the end of the, of the day. So it's a nightmare critique, basically. Yeah, but but that wasn't unwarranted. I, I oh, no. Like Karen was in, in trouble at this oh, point. Yeah. No, really in trouble. Uh, and I kind of thought at at first, I'm like, well, maybe this is great because then she's going to rethink the color mm-hmm. choice and maybe choose another kind of fabric. And also, you know, the sketch that she came up with, I thought looked pretty cool. Lots of lines, but also, as you said before, Patricia, like probably not what the fabric is capable of doing. And if, if, if that fabric can do that um, with the limited amount of experience Karen has had with that kind of fabric, she definitely wouldn't have been able to execute that. There's so it was, I thought it was a really cool sketch, <laughs> but um, Heidi thought it looked like an alien. And I was just like, I feel like, you know, alien workout wear is where we are right now. Um, <laughs> it looks fine. Um, all right. So we quickly go through the next designers. Like Dom is great. There's nothing to say about that. Alexander is color blocking the tights with a ton of thick piping and the only thing they talk about that is like oh maybe the piping should be like a quarter of an inch instead of two inches like it was thick piping he was using around the edges of his uh, sports bra top um jeremy didn't wear any sunscreen outside so he looks roasted and heidi uses his face as like a swatch to compare the lighting on these shoes that are also same line like Jeremy's face and that's all I think they talk about is just how pink he is um poor Jeremy and then we have Ken who has a transition from black (laughs) 
to trying to incorporate some purple and is trying to design a long-ish top that's going to cover up the butts. Heidi thinks it looks like a scuba suit and Ken is terrified. He's like, I'm not trying to make an outfit that makes you think she's going to the pool. She's going to the gym. And it's like, oh, Ken is so adorable <laughs> because she didn't say pool. She, didn't, I mean, you don't go to a pool for scuba. Um, maybe for training. I just love I it so much. I was like, I was like, Ken, when you say you're not into sports, I believed you. <laughs> so much. He has knows nothing. He's never been to a gym ever. <laughs> it's so great. Or a pool. <laughs> or a pool. I'm like, you could, no, like, you could wear some of these things to the pool, but definitely not a scuba outfit. You're going to the ocean. Anyway, so, so um, next we have Brayden, <laughs> who's designing an all purple and also trying to design it so that there are no side seams, um, which we later figure out is, like, correct. Like, th- that's the way you're supposed to make leggings is without a side seam. Um. Next, we have Alexandria. Wait, sit in. Do you mean Alexander is trying to make? No, Brayden. It... Oh, Brayden. Yeah, Brayden oh, okay. tells him, he's like, I'm trying to figure out a way to do this where there are no side seams, but still get, like, he still have these, like, crazy, in a good way, like, these really interesting um, style lines that he wanted to put into the pants. So he was just like, yeah, I'm just, like, figuring that out. So... And then we have Alexandria, who is like, listen, not only am I the tallest, not only am I the person who, like, dragged Kate over the finish line. Because I have to to go back because there's a funny moment during the gauntlet because Kate and Alexandria are paired up. And the first, of course, the first leg is three-legged race. And, of course, we know Alexandria is a giant um, and then we didn't, we don't really know how tall everyone else is unless you're sized up with Alexandria and Kate, who is su- also super competitive. She goes, listen, if I fall, just drag me. All right. Just drag me. Don't, don't stop. Just drag me with your, your ginormous legs. So um, we learned that Alexandria is a marathoner and she's run over 50 marathons. So she's just like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it takes me half the time to finish a race because, you know, I'm not a hobbit person. Everyone else is like a <laughs> hobbit-sized human, and I'm I'm a giant person. So uh, this is my challenge um, because I am the most athletic. I'm the most capable. And <laughs> anyway, well, we we find out here that she's doing another drop crotch. She's doing another pair of poopy pants, and she has a top that has mesh on the back for air circulation, and um, she also wants to do it all, all black. So I'm I'm like Ken. <laughs> Who like dragged over some purple? Like, look, I'm being a good student. Alexandria's like, I don't want to do anything except for black. And they're trying to push some color on her because Tim is afraid it's going to look flat. And Heidi Klum is a fan of the poopy pants and a fan of Alexandria Period. She's like, you're gutsy, and that's high praise from Heidi Klum. So, all right. So they leave the workroom. Uh, Tim Gunn and Heidi say bye. Uh Karen, poor Karen, is in a bind. And it's time for the models to come in. And she doesn't really have anything to try on her model. Because um, during during the session, she pretty much just measures her model again. And tells her that she's going to make a pair of pants and a sweater that's loose, kind of. And um, in 
not chartreuse, <laughs> I think. But um, during this time, is did anything stick out about the model fittings or anything no, happen? Karen's model also was picking up on the Karen oh. negativity vortex, oh right? Had to leave the room, left the room. And I thought, Karen, this is a sign. Like, get out of that funk, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. And also, it, it, that was a moment where I felt like models have so much more, have such an advantage on this show because models are used to going into a room and being in stressful situations with people who are picking them apart, not being appropriate half the time, you know, yeah. just if, you know, if at best, right? So it was interesting, just interesting, but sad, really sad to see the model be like, oh my God yes you're struggling but don't think don't be negative about it you know yeah yeah but karen still didn't get the memo no not at all she yeah she's kind of like in the depths at the moment so yeah that happens yeah all right so we get to the end of the day for the losers because dom and justin get their extra hour (laughs) which is also i guess kind of a loss they just get like a little less sleep than everyone else. All right. So the day of the runway is here and we see them ripping and stitching and running. And, and we also get to this, this wonderful moment where Alexandra is talking to one of the producers who's asking like, who do you think is your competition in this room? And she says the names of um, Kate. And she's like, I think, um, I think Kate's a threat. And then we see Kate, uh, at, a, at one of the sewing machines going, ugh, I sewed the needle into my nail and there's a thread <laughs> in it. And then she goes, yeah, um, I also think that Brayden is like a favorite. And we see Brayden, who's just at also at a sewing machine going, ugh, I totally sewed this piping on the wrong ass side. Ugh. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, uh, everyone's in a twist, even though they're threats. Um <laughs> Tim Gum gives the lay of the land. And again, oh man, I feel like Tim looks at the Belk accessory wall and goes, "Uh, the wall is there if you so choose. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not helping them, this Belk accessory wall. (laughs) It's not helping at all. And uh, Tim is in his own way, politely telling them to use it at their own peril. So... All right. Any anything before we get to the runway? No. Okay. All right. So I'm really excited about this runway for various reasons because we have all the normies. We have uh, Zach Posen, Nina Garcia, and then veteran normie Michael Kors, and of course uh, Tim Gunn is um, on set with them. And uh, listeners, this is the moment where you can pull up the cheat sheet. The link is in your show notes and we will start with the runway um, in runway order. And our first designer up is Kate. <laughs> um, any thoughts on, on, on Kate's what Kate uh, came up with, like with his motor cross inspiration? I mean, it seemed perfectly, it seemed appropriate for the challenge. Right? What did you think? I thought so too, and um, I don't know. Like we can also kind of mash up the what the judges said about this too, 
because okay. there is a moment where um, and you can't see it on the on the cheat sheet. They're all just from the front. But on the back, there is a zipper um, that you can unzip for an A line, kind of almost like a what do you call that? Um, a swing, like a swing silhouette. Or you can zip it down for a more fitted look. And Heidi Klum was the only person who was just like, I don't know about that zipper. And everyone else was like, oh, the zipper is amazing. Oh, no, it's great. And then Michael Torres is like, oh, my God, you can change the silhouette. Oh, that's genius. What are you talking about, Heidi? Oh, and and I thought that was a really well thought out and well-made element that she made. And she also didn't go too crazy with um, the color blocking on the legs, which I also think kind of set her apart from everyone else yeah it was very i mean it looks like it could be in a store right now yeah which they said yeah exactly yeah um all right next we have brayden oh my goodness i I saw this and i thought winter skating olympics (laughs) thank you skating (laughs) i just all the lie it's i wonder if i if i hadn't known that you know, Brayden is a dancer. If I would have arrived at that conclusion, oh, you would have arrived. You would have arrived at a uh, ice skater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I really liked the lines this made around the middle. I didn't so much like what it did. It kind of squishes the top part, um, where it does this. It's a. There's a lot of eye trickery going on here. Um, throughout this whole runway, the eye, like the, what these lines are able to do to how we see the shapes of bodies is fascinating to me. Um, and so what it kind of did was it almost looked like it pushed up um, a lot of, I don't know, where it looked like the model was a lot fuller and a little, uh, um, not a lot of room up top, I'll just say. But walking, it looked really cool. But it's just that the legs weren't tapered enough. Um, it, it looks like a boot cut legging (laughs) or I should say a straight leg legging where it doesn't close in on the ankle. It's not tapered at all. And it was just very awkward and unfinished. Like I thought the way you finished it was not good. Yeah. So, All right. Next we have Alexandria and her poopy pants. What did you think about this look? Cause okay. I'm the one who likes the poopy pants. So I, I want to hear what you think. Okay. I want to, I, cause this is why I want to sort of like mash up what the judges, ju- what the judging was like, because Spoiler alert, uh, Alexandria is on the bottom <laughs> with this outfit. And spoiler alert, but also, you know, not uh, surprising, Heidi Klum is the only person on the judging panel who liked this, and that's why she was on the bottom. And um, they asked her, she was like, oh, you know, this is for someone who likes to do yoga, who likes to run, who likes to stretch. And Nina Garcia, Michael Kors, uh, Zach Posen, they were not convinced. They're like, uh, can we just kind of see her do those things that you described to us? And she's like, come on, come on, Nastasia, uh, bend, uh, do, do warrior pose, uh, give me some lotus. And she, she tries to do like a squat and that's pretty much all she can do. And it's like, Alexandria, this is again your. I mean, we have like Nina Garcia doing the haughtiest Nina I've ever seen. She goes, Alexandria. Alexandria. <laughs> These pants are absolutely impossible to ride a bike in, to run to, to cartwheel, to walk around in. She, it was just, it was like, these are, this is a dysfunctional or unfunctioning sports outfit. And it's, it's, it's sad because last week she won 
mm-hmm. with this a similar concept and it's like don't do this two weeks in a row alexandria it's yeah. like yeah terrible. totally totally yeah i mean am i interrupting you no i'm good <laughs> i i have to say i was disappointed with this model hmm. i was like come on try you're not even <laughs> trying to stretch the whole point of modeling is to show the, how clothing moves. You're not doing that right now. And you were asked to do that, right? So that model was very disappointing. I also disagree. with. I totally think those pants are way more functional than people think. And if people can imagine it, I feel like, oh, my gosh, this was an opportunity for the model to show that. So I don't think Alexandria was actually well served by the model. Mm-hmm. But so let me tell you, Nina Garcia. When I meet you at the Met dinner, I'm going to <laughs> tell you. I'm going to, like, open my coat, reveal to you my poopy pants. I'm going to roll them up to my knees or, or pull them up to my knees and say, look, Nina, this is how you do yoga in these pants, <laughs> right? Part of why they're so flexible is because you move them up and down. You know, if, if Nina has ever been to Iyengar yoga class, there are shorts that are very similar to that. They need to be roomy mm-hmm. so that your hips can move a little a little better. And sometimes you even roll them up higher on the leg to have more mobility. And um, so I thought people, I was, it was frustrating to kind of watch everybody just indulge in hating something they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. This to me is not appealing. Uh, or something they couldn't envision a use of. And if you don't like the aesthetic, you don't like the aesthetic. Yeah. Nobody has to he has to like it's valid to not like an aesthetic but to not at least consider what it can do i mean these are the perfect bike riding pants you know why they're comfy and you're it doesn't go everywhere like a skirt it's controlled and it's roomy mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel tight on your you know in your on your body that touches you know the the seat yeah. it feels roomy it's way more comfortable so Nina Garcia, I'm sorry to say you have a lot to learn about pants. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of those things where, I mean, we'll see later that um, Karen had instructed her model to do this, like, stretch, (laughs) like half-ass stretch before she starts on the runway. And it would have been really nice if, for next time, (laughs) if Alexandria is like, all right, you need to kind of... uh, Pull a runner's pose. Give me a runner's pose. Spread out those legs. Can you do the splits? Um, you know, so, so something to demonstrate how those pants function. And I have to say that um, Heidi just, Heidi saved Alexandria this week because the judges really did pile up around that. And especially the shirt underneath that had like these rips. And they're like, oh, oh, it looks like she was caught by a bear. Like a bear slashed her stomach. And I'm like, okay. It's so cool. Like it's like sure you've seen it before, but we yes. kind of have seen all of these outfits before <laughs> to an extent. I mean, that was the frustrating part too, is like they are kind of like responding to market data about trends. They're not really thinking about how people how, how to change the way people feel in clothes. Right. Right. In an outfit like Alexandria is going to change how people feel in those clothes. And again, from what they say about other outfits, they have this, the, the judges have this idea that like, that um, sportswear has to be sexy. Show off the body, be sexy. Yeah. And 
not everybody wants that. Like, I don't want that. I don't necessarily want, you know, I definitely want to be comfortable whether I'm riding my bike, Mm -hmm. going for my slow little runs, going for whatever it is that I do outside, you know. Um, But I want to be comfortable. I don't necessarily want to... Uh, I mean, a lot of these are things that I, I would feel much more comfortable wearing in like a yoga class, mm-hmm. sure, uh, but not necessarily, I, I don't know, like not everybody wants to look sexy in public, not everybody wants that out of their sportswear. Yeah. So, and that's where I think that Alexandria was misjudged, and also, my God, here's somebody who actually has athletic experience and thinks about vents, you know? Um, and I thought while I'm, while I'm thinking about this jacket that Alexandria, Alexandria made, I thought Dom's jacket was also phenomenal, thoroughly overlooked. I think so too. And I, I thought it was, you know, it's kind of a lot with, um, uh, the back of it because it's, it's also is like this oval, but this curvature in the back, but it also seemed as if something that it was something that was, um, versatile that had uh, adjustable functionings for it. And, and I have to say, okay, because you bringing up, you know, I totally agree, co-signed everything you said. Um, but also it, it reminds me of, um, I used to do a lot of African dance in college. And for all of our performances, all of the men always wore drop crotch pants. And also during class, you're encouraged to, like if, if you wanted to wear uh, if you don't, if you didn't just want to wear a lapa or like a, or you, some people call it a sarong, because um, we we had um, for dance like we had to wear leotards so they could see our lines, blah blah blah, and we could kind of see how we we're moving our bodies. But the men were encouraged to wear these drop crotch, crotch pants because they're it's traditional um, and it's also, um, you know, it and it's and it's also something that I think. In calling these things poopy pants, um, they're not poopy pants. It's based off of like a, a harem pant style. It's a very, um, I would say, like non-Western, um, Eastern African type of pant or type of silhouette that is very, you know, practical for practical reasons. Like it's hot um, or I need something that I can actually move in or dance in. <laughs> and so... Um, thinking of that too, just sort of your experience of wearing these clothes and Dom freaking won because she's like, I am very athletic. I, you know, she didn't talk about any like running 50 marathons, but we can kind of, you know, uh, gleam that she wears these clothes and that she does things or does activities more than clearly Alexander, um, where it requires her to wear maybe like a vintage jacket. Or a hat or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just, I think it's it's hilarious to hear them talk about how much they hate these bands. But it kind of gets kind of gross when you're talking about, you know, if you want to go to a gym and have men leave you alone, then wear these pants. And I'm just like, well, I, you know, it's not why I'm going to the gym. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to the gym for, for men to approach exactly. me in my cute exactly. workout wear. Fuck off. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And so much of my so-called workout wear is like clothes that I can't wear, like a t-shirt that I can't really wear to work anymore. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like repurposed. And I have to say, <laughs> this is one of the things that annoys me about New York. Like I, I love living in New York. I love it here. But, you know, 
<laughs> I used to live in Philly where fashion is not taken as seriously <laughs> in the streets in a particular way where um, I'll just say uh, I <laughs> my my tennis group, the, the ladies dress up. And I didn't grow up playing tennis with a skirt or a dress on. Like, I always wore shorts or whatever. Like, who cares? Um, it's also, like, an L.A. thing, I think. Like, we're, just, you know, super casual out there. But coming to New York, I'm like, man, I'm the only woman here without a skirt on. Like, how can you play in a skirt, first of all? Like, I, I, I get it. People do play with skirts. But if, it, when, I, at, when I was really young and I thought about going pro, and I'm like, oh, man, I have to, I have to wear shorts because this is so uncomfortable. But... There's, that's like a thing where, um, and I know in particular with, with my group, they really coordinate their outfits. They're very much into it. And I also kind of chalk that up to like a New York thing rather than like, you know, this is how I want to go to the gym or I'm going to play tennis with this group because I'm looking for someone to approach me about what I'm wearing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just like, anyway. It's a wacky thing. Not a thing. And the other thing about this whole runway too, and and. So many, again, I also co-sign on everything you said, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) FYI, side note, but, or, and I should say, and there's this uncomfortable thing that fitness, like they've brought out, oh wait, oh no, they haven't. Oh no, they haven't. This is pre plus size model project runway, right? Yes, it is. So looking back, of course, there's also the fact that, you know, there are plenty of plus size models by 2011 or 2010 when this was filmed. Um, that conversation was already happening. But still, not only are we supposed to think about workout wear in terms of a sexy factor, um, mm-hmm. there's also like no variance of of like of, of body shape at yeah. all. And also you this know. idea, for instance, like look at we we skipped Helen's um, Helen. Spoiler alert: also a top scoring designer nina garcia loved her jacket because she's like oh a jacket that covers your ass and your your thighs love (laughs) like oh that i mean like hitting a lot of but also thinking about ken okay so listeners we're gonna go all over this cheat sheet really sorry but think about ken who designed because it's like i just think that women want to hide their butts Helen also designed that way with the ruching. She's like, women don't like their butts. Um, and also thinking about what these lines do to your eyes, where it's supposed to slim you out and make you look differently than how you actually do, or this idealized way of shaping out your body. Um, you know, and then you have Karen. <laughs> Karen, whose model felt terrible in it. And I think it's because her body was covered up and she was not... She was kind of like in this tinted out outfit. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to kind of throw us all off there, but. No, it's okay. It... Should we talk about Helen real quick? Any thoughts sure. on her? You know, I think it's interesting that you um, picked up on N- Nina saying that a jacket that hides your butt and your thighs. I love it. Because two seconds before that, okay, I'm exaggerating, more than two seconds, Nina was going on about, there's no body, you don't show any body, we have to show, we have to see body. So then, what? (laughs) So then it's not really about sportswear, it's really about who. It's really about, like, who shows body and where, and 
and why. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really a conversation about the function of sportswear at all. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Because I actually wasn't, the, the shape of the jacket and the details of the jacket were really lost on me on the runway. There's so much elastic and so much gathering around the model's waist that I thought her proportions looked really off to me. And, but the leggings I really liked a lot. There was this really subtle dark green that I don't think anyone else used. And I was like, wow, that's so yeah. super sophisticated. And what a smart choice if you were, if you did want to make all black. And you, and this is sort of like a way of, of pointing out some details and not having it be such a flat colored outfit. I thought it was really smart, but they didn't like those parts. They didn't, they didn't like the shirts underneath because it, she put the kangaroo pouch up there and that probably also didn't do well with the gathering of the jacket. It probably like filled out the, that portion. Um, yeah. But I really loved her leggings. I thought the leggings were great. I liked the jacket. I thought the jacket was good. And I thought, um, I don't think that's really, a, is it a, oh yeah, I guess, is a kangaroo pouch something that's open on the top or something that you put your hands you through put the your side? You your hands to the side. Oh, okay. Like a warmer. It's like a, like a hand warmer. Like a, yeah. Like, okay. Because I thought it would be really useful if it was the kind of pocket that was like an anorak pocket where it has a flap that actually just closes from the top. Mm-hmm. Like that could be useful to put like your keys, your phone, like yeah. your, your gym ID if you go to the gym, that kind of thing. That would have been really useful for a shirt because that doesn't, that's actually really rare. Those are the shirts I look for that I never find. Yeah. And well, sometimes I find them, but they're like $200 and I'm like, ha, yeah, right. You know, um, is th- something that has pockets to carry your thing, your like things in mm-hmm. like your necessities, like the phone, the chapstick, the keys, um, and your ID to go to the gym and back. And then as people love to say on, on the judging panel, I can take this to the grocery store <laughs> after the gym. Okay. You can go pick up your smoothie after and you still have your things with you. Yeah, totally. Um, All right. Anything else on Helen or um, or even Dom? Because we kind of talked about Dom. Um, no, but I think I, I actually thought Justin also did a really good job. Yeah, it, I thought the V-neck was such a so still too high. I I, I want to know what goes through Justin's head when he's like, oh, it's too low. Oh, this V-neck, the plunge. Oh, it's too low. And he, <laughs> Her V-neck is around her throat. It's so high. And I'm like, if you had just gone a little bit lower, it just looks like it's all riding up in the front. I think it's it would have done it would have looked so much much better. Also, it looks very supportive. Um just why is that V-neck so freaking high? Yeah, and I thought it was like a choker. <laughs> it was like a yeah. choker top rather yes. than a like a, a workout top. But I really I thought it was you know, well done. I did think the shorts were too short, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also did a good job. Yeah. Uh, Ken. Oh, man. Sorry, Ken. Oh, I'm, I'm rooting for Ken because I think Ken, like I want to do, I want to see Ken do something that doesn't involve pel- uh, peplum <laughs> or, 
I know you love it, but we've seen it. We've seen it. I mean, it. and also Nina Garcia is wearing a peplum this episode too. Like she gets up and she's wearing like little tiny little fins on the side. It's so cute. Oh my but confusing Ken forever. Maybe she should. <laughs> maybe he should design with more peplum. <laughs> Nina Garcia loves it. Yeah, right? no, I, I agree. Because I'll say with Ken and Jeremy to kind of like squash them together. So normal, so un unexciting. Just no design, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't interesting. It no. was not like it's something that you see and you're like, eh. And I think that I actually think that Ken is capable of doing a lot better, but oh, yeah. just didn't have time. There was that drama with Helen, and all those things take a toll. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, with Jeremy. Um, my God, what did he say? Like, Jeremy clearly didn't like any of these fabrics because he's just like, oh, I did it. I made a, these pants with a shockingly disgusting purple for those women who feel like they have enough black pants. So they'll have these gross purple pants. Um, it, it They didn't fit well. It was, it could have been okay, but I think... Again, like the the it didn't fit the bottom. Like it was just the ankles were were really a letdown. Uh, okay, what do you think about Karen? You know, I thought Karen was the only person who actually well, Karen and Alexandria both did things that were away from the kind of like <laughs> skinny girl dojo of blonde gym look. <laughs> <laughs> dojo. Of <laughs> yeah like and I, I mean all the cultural inappropriateness yes, of that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the same time like just sort of like uh kind of fitness outfits I thought those two actually tried to do something that was comfortable and just kind of like throw it on go out um but I didn't think it was well made I didn't think I, I didn't think Karen really had enough time to make that work because Karen did so many other things did I like it no do I think that it was a winning look? No. Did I think it was a direction worth, worth pursuing? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I wish, because the details at the top looked like they were coming along. That you know, if she, the way she was using mesh, um, the way she incorporated different textures into that, I thought were good. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, this is, you know, we, we've, see, I've seen this before, but I'm kind of thinking this probably would have been a really good turning point for her to come more into her own and thinking mm -hmm. perhaps this is the type of clothes that she would be more comfortable designing but she started off with a bra top so I don't think so um that was like mm -hmm. her first uh instinct was to go to that I thought her pants were my favorite I, w I would love to wear those pants like the, the pants were great but I have to say the front was a little bit sloppy yeah because I couldn't really, I mean, I, because I'm, there's a part of it where, yeah, the, the fronts are not great. Like, they're not fitted great. But in terms of the, where they hit the leg, uh, what she did with the cuff, they seem to be the most, um, the, the most comfortable. And these are pants that I would be able to run in or, you know, when it was a little cold outside and I wouldn't have to wear super tight fitting tights that also have the same proportion where they also fall the same place on your calf. It's just unfortunate she didn't have enough time to finish the rest of it. Yeah. So it looks a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It is a mess. All right. We have Alexander next, who 
apparently um, is the only designer who was able to make these leggings without a side seam. Alexander knows his shit. We all know that. And so here we are, first time ever making athletic wear. And I'm going to see if I can fit it onto the cheat sheet. And I've done this before with Alexander where I want a detail shot of what he's making because there's a jacket that the model is holding. And at the top of the runway, she has it on briefly before unzipping it. And I thought with that jacket on, the lines were phenomenal. Mm. I thought him thinking out where those lines were going, it's ace, it, it matches. It was just a, it was a very, I thought it was a very smart, smart design and um i i I really liked it nina garcia didn't like the lines and where they Mm -hmm. hit but i i just think in terms of everything else it was great Um, i agree with you i thought it was i didn't i didn't agree with nina at all on that what about michael kors saying that this looks like it's on the sale rack at a department store it made it to the store it's just on a sale rack at a discounted price. The goal is to get it in the store, but you want it to go at full price. And Ken, <laughs> y'all are on the same sales rack. It's just so bad. <laughs> I mean, I think I thought Michael, I don't know what was going on with him. This must have been a rough <laughs> day. I know. I know. Yeah, it was. It must have been a rough day. Or just uh, not into athlete athleisure. I think this is probably the is. Do you think this is the start of athleisure? Because they're not calling no. it that. But okay, all right, never no, mind. Athleisure is already like two thousand, like mid, like two thousand and four, five, six. All right, never mind. Because it, okay. it hits. Min- I think it hits mainstream. Let's see. I was leaving that job. Stella McCartney is really like her success. You can track her success. Mm-hmm. By, well, her like um, as I don't know how to say it. You can look at her career as like um, a tracking of athleisure. Okay. Okay. Like she's not the only designer doing that, but um, again, for so many reasons. But that was something that like she was really into and in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like a time, I would say like two thousand and five and over, and, okay. and, and after that. Yeah, because um, I was just kind of wondering if they were not into this being a fashion challenge. <laughs> but it also but, is a Heidi Klum challenge, so. Again, athleisure is actually what Alexandria did. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, athleisure is a very specific challenge, which I think Project Runway has oh, had. Yeah. They've done that, yeah. They've done that, yeah. like, a bunch. But, so this is very much kind of, plain athletic wear which is fine mm-hmm. but i think i think most of the designers got caught you know designing for the skinny model yeah because they're like skinny model leggings man you know and i think so i think in that way like alexander's were, were pretty good and if they were on the sale rack I, I would want them. <laughs> I would want them, you know, pleasure pockets and all. Like, I, I, I'm fine. Oh. With... <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, it's just like, you know, it, I, I definitely am not thinking about where my hands are going into my pockets like that. Um, if there are no angles, it's fine. As long as they're functional. I would have totally bought those pants. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> All right, that's the end of the runway. But anything else about these outfits and especially any judging comments? 
I mean, the, the judging comments are coming <laughs> because of what they say during the little pop-off session. Oh my gosh. Let's go there. Let's go to too close, too <laughs> personal. Yeah. Um, what did I say? I said too, I saw, I was like, oh my God. I said oh, in my notes, I'm like, time for too close, too personal with hot shorts, Tim Gunn. Because <laughs> Tim Gunn comes out <laughs> and Heidi's like, oh my God, you guys should have seen him this morning. Because she was, I guess, I don't know if Michael Kors is used to wearing referee outfits because she's like Michael he was wearing your outfit the referee little thing and Tim is like yeah the shorts were hot but not me <laughs> it's just so cute um but you can see that Tim was wearing his sunscreen Jeremy anyway so um what about this paw paw session we have I just I mean it was fine but it was just they said so many disturbing things like at oh, yeah. one point <sighs> I mean, at one point when, so again, I think Karen's look, the direction, totally wor worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. Not the best well-made, but my gosh, to look at an outfit like that, to basically look at comfortable pants in an oversized top, and it's not even that oversized, it's just not tight, you know, yeah. basically to wear something not skin tight <laughs> means you're not into fitness. And therefore, you look like a fat chick going to get a cookie. Yeah. What was that about? Yep. You look You look like you're pretending to go to the gym. And instead, you're going to the deli to eat your face off with a sandwich to go and Ooh, pig out. What? I, it was It was gross. <laughs> so many gross jokes. It's just, it was just awful. And it was like you have Michael Kors and Zach Posen sort of like, egging each other on because they're both quick mouthed and um, making all of these jokes about this imaginary woman who would wear this. And it, yeah. it was very, very, very fucking telling um, because when they brought out it's, and this is another thing like this has, I mean, when they brought out Alexandria's outfit, like Zach Posen was like, mm, I don't even want to touch it. And I'm like, good, good. Glad you're not touching this one. That's that's fine. But the disdain for these clothes was on another level. <laughs> the disdain for the customer or the potential yeah. customer. Yeah. Also yeah. on another level. And I was like, this is this is a uh, super judgmental, but not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way at all. Um again, it's looking at trends and idealized body shapes it's not really looking at how to change things forward yeah or even just in a, to imagine like imagine a little bit beyond what it is that you would like to see but again we're asking you know there are a lot of male designers out there um a lot of like cisgendered male designers who say all the time like this is what women this is how women want to look um mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a designer and i'm designing for uh, what I think women want. And um, here you have Alexandria, who is an athlete. <laughs> and you have Heidi Klum, who is a model, who um, has a line. And she's telling everyone, like, I like this. this and works out. Like, and works Heidi, out. You don't look like that by not working out. Exactly. You know? And you have, and what I loved about this moment is that Tim Gunn comes out and tells everyone, it's like, well, what's a poor designer do when the host of the show says i love these pants what did you expect her to do and it's like thank you tim and you know that is also why tim is there tim and like you know come in 
you know, deserving a trophy wins this, this episode. But um, it's sort of like, yeah, this is another, this is another example of like, it's outside of me. I, <laughs> I sub, I subjectively hate these pants, but objectively as a pro, can I see any design merit here? Mm-hmm. And if I do, how can I constructively talk about this um, that is helpful for the designer and also constructive and, uh, you know, adds to, uh, you know, how we're going to judge this and then keep all of my vitriol for differently shaped people and mm. like, and also designs of clothes that I personally wouldn't wear out of it. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's so interesting too because one of the things that came up for some reason, you know, data came up in the episode. Oh, the two percent of people who would like this, the two percent of people who would like that. Guess what? It's actually probably, a, I mean, two percent of people who could fit into these clothes. I know. As they are on the runway, so yeah. already the whole thing is off off the register. But what I also noticed was oh shoot I forgot oh 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 I know I forgot what I was going to say and then I remembered so exciting with the exception of Heidi um who I think could walk down the street in a burlap sack and people would recognize Heidi and think it's hot right Mm -hmm. but with the exception of Heidi have any of these judges ever gone running in the street in the summer (laughs) you hear Mm -hmm. comments it doesn't matter if you are People love to make comments if you are a thin body. People like to make comments if you're not a thin body. So it's like, I don't know. They're judging it in this bubble. Yeah. Bubble within a bubble within a bubble. Excuse me, within a bubble. Yeah, because I would like to think that, you know, maybe Nina has, like, some experience here, but... Uh, No, Nina, come on, Nina goes... Nina exercises with a private trainer at Equinox right. down one fl- one floor up from where Nina lives. I probably. know. Like- yeah. Her, her basement <laughs> is an Equinox gym for Nina. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's like Nina can, can roll down there in like, you know, sexy tights and it doesn't matter. Right. Because she feels confident. And by the way, that's great. Yeah. Can go I to love the store. That. That's what? great. But. <laughs> Not everybody finds that comfortable. Right, right. And sometimes in terms of temperature, it's also just not comfortable to wear that. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Know? Um, yeah. You want something down here. <laughs> well, what we can say from, from this, that uh, from the judging, it really solidified Karen and... Karen, Karen, like, I think came out looking the worst um, mm-hmm. on all of this. And the, I think Helen and Kate it solidified them as being the top two designers for this episode. Um, but at the end, so just to quickly get us there, like, so the bottom two is Ken and Karen. And of course, our top two are, are Helen and Kate. So they dismiss Alexander. Alexander is safe, and um, and so is oh my gosh, who else is safe? From um, the bottom, Alexandria. So yeah, Alexandria. So Alexander and Alexandria are both safe. 
Um, so, um, uh, Patricia, from our top two, Helen and Kate, which one is this week's winner? The episode's big baby is also the big winner. <laughs> <laughs> Helen wins the challenge. Helen wins. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm hoping this, I'm just like, Helen, you're doing okay. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Um, she's very shocked. She didn't expect to win this. And I totally believe that. I'm like, yeah, I, you, you have, it's fine. You know, a confidence, a, a, a lack of confidence in yourself um, is, is what we're seeing here. Um, okay. Do you want to ask me about the bottom two? <laughs> Since yes. I always ask you. Who, who among the bottom two gets the chop? Uh, it is Karen. She Hashtag tried. Bad, but <laughs> yeah, she she really really tried. Uh, it was a battle of the two Ks, and uh, Ken is safe. So you know, I think it was a, a good choice because Ken. I mean, it wasn't interesting, but it was better than than Karen's. Yeah, and he also started over too. So I I didn't mention that. Um, but after Heidi came through and was just like, "No, all black," like he he started over and um, was able to put that together. Um, in in less time than a lot of the other other designers as well. Yeah, right. Well, anything else? Anything left to say about this episode before we close? No. All right. Well, uh, Patricia, <laughs> anything to share with our wonderful listeners? And can you remind them how they can find you? Yes, I can reliably be found loitering on the um, project, uh, the Workroom Podcast um, Instagram account. I am there making my quips from time to time. Um, I also have my own Instagram account um, and Twitter uh, called uh, Sense and Sight. That's Common Sense Optical Sight, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And I've been kind of off social media and liking it. Um so, but I am, I am there. What about you, Inez? Where in the interworlds of the web can we find you? Yeah, well, um, I, <laughs> you know, I will again share that I'm my current show that's up at the Elizabeth Foundation for the Arts, Permissions, um, closes this Saturday. And on, so that's June, oh my God, sorry, January 9th. Holy crap. Yeah. I'm seeing Jays in my head. All right, January 9th, uh, we're having like a closing thing, but um, and also launching the catalog for the show. But again, it's a completely accessible site. So there is um, audio um, and there is there are visuals and there are also um, descriptions that are audio and visual descriptions of the show um, because, you know, we're still dealing with this pandemic. And uh, in terms of where you can find me. <laughs> You can find me at Ernez all over the interwebs, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E. Um, again, follow the Workroom Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. And of course, you can follow us on Tumblr because that's where I'm putting the cheat sheets now. So when you click on those um, links, it'll take you to the Tumblr page that kind of goes back a ways with all the cheat sheets there. And uh, oh my gosh, just again, like continue to take care of yourselves. Um uh, you know, we're past the new year, but um, just like, you know, full disclosure, I am a native Los Angelan, Los Angelinian <laughs> and, and uh, you know, love my people out there. Uh, they're going through a rough time with this pandemic. So uh, being safe and, you know, wearing masks, washing hands, social distancing has been on my mind a lot. 
Um, so just kind of take care and and take this as seriously as y'all can. And hopefully you're able to check on your loved ones in a safe way as well. Um, yeah. All right. Um, go Georgia. And uh, until next time, <laughs> we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.